You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Today is Friday, January 29th, 2021, and this is your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. On today's show, new book, Cue Me, My Star Trek Story, tells the tale of how a 17-year-old writer got his script made into a real Star Trek episode. The new Historical Dictionary of Science Fiction catalogs meanings and history of science fiction terminology, and I've got the answer to this week's Trek trivia. I'm Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Okay, so first up, a little treat for those of you following along with trivia this week. Have you ever wondered what it was really like to get a story produced for Star Trek under the franchise's famous open submission policy? Well, a new book by writer and friend of Daily Star Trek News, Matthew Corey, is set to give you a behind-the-scenes look at how a 17-year-old high school student managed to get his script turned into an episode of Star Trek. Now, if you're not familiar with Corey's story, he's famous in Trek circles for being the youngest ever person to get a writing credit on Star Trek. He was only 17 when, in 1992, his spec script telling the story of a young Q discovering their power was accepted and adapted for the screen. That story became the Star Trek The Next Generation Season 6 episode, True Q. Now Corey has published a new book telling the story of how it all happened. Cue Me, My Star Trek Story, the true story behind the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, will be released on Amazon Kindle this coming Sunday, January 31st. In addition to being a charming tale of a young Trek fan living out his dream, it's also got the full text of Corey's spec script, originally titled Cue Me. Corey told me about the book... Whenever someone is reviewing Star Trek episodes and they get to True Q, they're always intrigued that the episode started out as an idea from a 17-year-old kid. I wanted to write this book to tell the story behind the story, what inspired me, and give them the chance to read my original script. I also wanted to show how it affected my life and how you can still live an enjoyable and fulfilling life, even if you don't get a Hollywood ending. I also wanted to share the story for all those Star Trek fans who dreamed of sitting in Captain Picard's chair and let them know that one of us made it there. I really hope people enjoy it. Now, I said already, Corey's book is really, really charming, and he does a great job of balancing the wonder of a kid living a fantasy with the reality of television production. And as a piece of Star Trek history, it's a wonderful trip to read Q Me and ponder where it started and how it ended up. Cue Me, My Star Trek Story, the true story behind the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, comes out on Sunday, but you can pre-order it now on Amazon.com. And while we're on the theme of reading, you might also want to check out a new resource. Did you know that the hypospray is actually a real medical device trademarked in 1948? If you thought things like warp drive and the transporter were original inventions of the Star Trek universe, think again. Both terms actually date back to science fiction magazines of the 1940s. The New York Times this week brought us the news of the Historical Dictionary of Science Fiction, 
a new online resource that could change the way fans look at the evolution of the genre. Now, for those who aren't familiar, historical dictionaries not only define a specific term, but provide earliest known uses for historical context. The Historical Dictionary of Science Fiction is edited by its creator, Jesse Scheidlower. Scheidlower is an author and former editor-at-large of the Oxford English Dictionary, or OED. In 2001, he led a crowdsourcing effort called the Science Fiction Citations Project. According to the New York Times, the aim of the project was to expand the OED's foundation of the genre drawing on the knowledge of science fiction enthusiasts. The project eventually led to the 2007 printing of the historical dictionary Brave New Words. In 2020, Scheidlower got permission from the OED to resume work on the historical dictionary. He coded the website himself, which went live late last year. Scheidlower's efforts haven't gone unnoticed. OED executive editor Peter Gilliver said the new historical dictionary is quite impressive and very stylishly presented. Now, visitors to the site won't just find familiar terms from Star Trek, but across the history of science fiction. The Historical Dictionary of Science Fiction is a work in progress and still expanding, with more than 1,800 entries at this time. To check out this extensive resource for yourself, visit sfdictionary.com. Now, I've got the answer to Tuesday's trivia in just a moment, but first... I want to remind you that this show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Your financial support helps us cover recurring costs like hosting and distribution, and it also helps us invest in the future, finding better ways to bring you more of the Star Trek news you need to know wherever you are. To find out more, just head to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. You can contribute from just a dollar a month, and with a 16% discount on an annual membership, you can support us for a whole year for around $10. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. And now it's the answer to this week's Trek trivia. And of course, we are keeping with the true Q theme this week. On Tuesday, I asked you, in the Star Trek The Next Generation Season 6 episode True Q, we meet Amanda Rogers, a young Q whose Q parents were killed and who was raised on Earth by human adoptive parents. We find out in the course of the episode that the freak accident that caused her parents' death was in fact caused by the Q continuum as punishment for disobeying orders. But what was it that killed them? The answer? Amanda Rogers' biological parents were killed by a tornado in Topeka, Kansas. When Data researched it during the course of True Q, he remarked on how unusual it was, being very compact and strong for its size. Captain Picard also noted that it was a suspicious event, since Earth's weather modification net should have prevented it from happening. For more Trek trivia, check out Matthew Corey's new book, <laughs> and of course, tune in next Tuesday. Well, that's it for today's Daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Allison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out how you can add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek News. 
And finally, please make sure that you're signed up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Get all the day's Star Trek news delivered straight to your inbox every weekday morning. I'm back on Monday with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Alison Pitt. Have a wonderful weekend and live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.